Welcome to Binge on Self-Love, a weekly podcast where we discuss everything about binge eating, procrastination, recovery, self-love and self-acceptance. I'm your host Anna, but you can call me Anchi, and every Tuesday I'll cover a topic related to binge eating, procrastination or self-acceptance. I'll share some of my experience and hopefully encourage you not to give up on the recovery. Make sure to subscribe to Binge on Self-Love podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. For more content on binge eating, self-love and self-acceptance, visit bingeonselflove.com and follow me on Instagram at bingeonselflove. Disclaimer, Binge on Self-Love podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It doesn't provide a professional medical advice and it is not a substitute for diagnosis or treatment. Hello everyone, it's Anchi, a host of Binge on Self-Laugh podcast. Welcome to today's episode. I'm so glad you decided to tune in. If you're new here, welcome. I'm Anchi and I talk about binge eating, procrastination and self-laugh. Before we dive into today's episode, I would like to ask you a huge favor. I want to know what you like and what you don't like about this podcast. Do you enjoy the topics that I cover? Is there any specific topic I haven't talked about? Do you prefer episodes that are shorter or longer? I want to know anything that's on your mind regarding this podcast and topics we talk about. So please just send me your feedback either. You can send me a DM on Instagram at bingeonselflove or send me an email at anci at bingeonselflove.com. Your feedback means so much to me because I will be able to make this podcast better. So thank you so much for your feedback in advance. In today's episode, I want to talk about the imposter syndrome or the imposter phenomenon. I've talked about my procrastination issues in the previous episodes and based on a few articles I've read, procrastination can be one of the reactions we have when feeling like an imposter. I think the imposter syndrome has quite a lot to do not only with the procrastination but also with self-confidence, with our self-worth and with perfectionism. The imposter syndrome is something that many of us deal with and many of us experience at some point in our lives. And actually, according to different sources that you will find all in the show notes, around 70% of people encounter feelings of the imposter syndrome at least once in their lives. But on the other hand, how do we know whether we are experiencing the imposter syndrome or whether we're maybe just not actually qualified enough or experienced enough for something. I personally feel like an imposter before recording any episode of this podcast. I usually think something like, who the hell am I to talk about this and tell people what they should or shouldn't do? And partially, I think it's right that I feel that because I'm not qualified, I am not a psychologist, I'm not an expert which I always say in every episode. But on the other hand, I can share my experience and my thoughts and my point of view and my journey, which is something that I've been doing. And I hope that it will help someone out there at least not to feel that alone in their struggles. 
So without further ado, let's get into the episode. First and foremost, the imposter syndrome, also referred to as the imposter phenomenon, is not officially recognized as a disease. You cannot get diagnosed with the imposter syndrome. But just because you can get diagnosed with it doesn't mean that the feelings you encounter when experiencing the imposter syndrome aren't real and that it doesn't mean that it doesn't affect you. The term imposter syndrome was first used in 1978 in a study by Dr. Poland Rose Klans and Dr. Susan Imes called the imposter phenomenon in high achieving women. And as you can probably guess by the title, at first the imposter syndrome was associated only with high achieving women. And according to that study, no matter how successful those women were, they haven't felt successful and they experienced the imposter syndrome. But later on, it became apparent that the imposter syndrome is something that anybody can experience regardless of their gender. What the imposter syndrome means and what it refers to is when you feel like you're undeserving of your success your achievement, and you think you're a fraud. If you experience the imposter syndrome, you might have noticed that you felt undeserving your success, undeserving of what you just achieved. Therefore, you're not experiencing inner feelings of success. You do not assign your success to any of your skills. Maybe you blame external factors for your achievements, such as being lucky, being in the right place at the right time, someone helped you to achieve this, or someone being too lenient. And maybe you felt like a fraud, which is also very common when you experience the imposter syndrome, that you feel that sooner or later, people are going to find out and expose you and your incompetence. Rebecca Russell in the article Academic Medicine used, in my opinion, a perfect definition that summarizes the imposter syndrome. Rebecca Russell said, quote, we are just pretending to fit in, end quote. She used it in a context of being a medical student, but I think it can be applied to any area of your life. And yeah, I think anyone who encounter the imposter syndrome felt like they're pretending and felt like they're trying to fit in somewhere where they think do not deserve to belong. I think the imposter syndrome is very common among people at the university and I've heard so many people say that they feel like they don't deserve to be there, that they feel like they don't deserve to study at such university and I definitely felt that during all six years at the university and I don't think I don't think you need to study at a prestigious university to feel like that at all. And similarly, people can experience the imposter syndrome when they're at work, when they don't feel like they deserve to be at a certain position they're at, even though they can back up being at that position by their achievements or skills or effort. And I would also say it's very common to feel the imposter syndrome when you're going through some change, for example, switching careers, getting promoted or getting a new job in a new company or something like that. And to me, it always felt like you cannot do a single mistake when you're doing something because 
Otherwise, it would just show people around you that you don't have a clue what you're doing and it would show people around you how incompetent you actually are and that you're not as good as you pretended to be. I often feel like I'm pretending to be better than I actually am and that I'm pretending to know more than I actually do, especially when I'm trying something new, when I'm trying to change some habit of mine or build a better habit than I have. I remember the very first months into running, I felt like an idiot every time I went for a run because all I could think of was, who do you think you are? You are not a runner. Why are you pretending? And it, it's it's like funny, but not funny at the same time because it wasn't like I was pretending to be a runner. It wasn't like I was all of a sudden I was I felt to be an expert in running. All I was all I was doing was just trying to go for a run on a regular basis, but at the same time I felt like an imposter that I'm pretending to be a runner even though I barely had a clue what I was doing. And I experienced very similar feelings with this podcast. Before every episode I record, I feel like who the hell am I and why am I pretending that I know what I'm doing when I'm actually not. But on the other hand, like I said, not every time you doubt yourself, not every time when you're questioning your capabilities must necessarily be an imposter syndrome. Sometimes a job requires certain experience, maybe more knowledge than you currently have. Sometimes a certain task requires more preparation than what we want to put into something. And sometimes we make mistakes that will shake our self-confidence. For example, when you're trying to break into a new field in your career, but you don't really feel confident in doing so, maybe it's because you don't have that much experience yet, or you don't have that much knowledge about that field yet. My procrastination problems caused me not to appreciate any kind of achievement, whether it was, for example, passing an exam, graduating university or anything else because I was doing everything the very last minute and I knew I could do a way better job if I have started earlier. So it was not really an imposter syndrome, although maybe partially, but mostly it was my own mistake, I would say. This leads me to a few things that I want to mention and that I believe have a lot to do with the imposter syndrome. Number one is perfectionism. One thing that many people do is that they set their goals, their expectations to extreme levels. They expect to perform perfectly. Nothing less than perfect is unacceptable. And reaching perfection is impossible, as we all know. And therefore, it's impossible to meet those standards that we set up for ourselves. Which means we will inevitably feel like a failure Number two is procrastination. The more we're afraid of something, the more incapable and inadequate we feel, the more we will try to avoid it. Therefore, when we encounter the imposter syndrome, we may apply the all or nothing mindset and say something like, I'll either perform my best and deliver perfect results or I'm not going to try at all. And thing number three is comparison. The moment we start comparing ourselves and where we are in life and what we have and haven't achieved so far, 
the more we're going to doubt ourselves. I've talked about comparison to other people a lot in the previous episode and I cannot stress enough how important it is not to compare yourself to anybody but to yourself. Now you may be thinking, why is the imposter syndrome even a problem? Problem number one is that because of the imposter syndrome, you overlook your achievements. When you continuously doubt whether you actually deserve any achievement and you think maybe it all just happened because of luck or because of this or that, it can take a toll on your self-confidence. You're not actually happy about anything that you've accomplished because your doubts are going to devaluate that anyway. We become too focused on moments when we didn't perform as good as we hoped and we use them as a proof of how much of a failure we actually are. If you have just passed an exam, you may think, oh, that's only because I spent so much time preparing for it, or I passed because the professor was really kind and in a good mood, or I passed because of pure luck. The same can happen if you reached a goal of yours, or if you accomplished something you wanted for a really long time. And I do this every time. I find it really hard to give myself credit for anything because I feel like I didn't deserve it. When I got my first job, for months, I felt like I don't deserve to be there. I thought that sooner or later, they'll f- they will find out that I am not really that good, that skilled, that smart, and that, that they will fire me. And unfortunately, it's so easy to belittle anything you've ever accomplished. It's very important to really, really try and be kinder to yourself and appreciate yourself and be more aware of everything you've been able to accomplish. And I know it's hard because we often feel like we should have tried harder and we should do it a different way and stuff like that. A problem number two with the imposter syndrome is that you don't dare enough. When you believe you're not good enough to do something, there is a big chance that you won't even try. I've always been convinced that if I am not sure I could do it, I shouldn't do it at all and I shouldn't even try. You know how people say that you only regret things you haven't done or haven't tried? I've always been more like... Yeah, but what if you will embarrass yourself? What if you make a fool out of yourself? What if people will actually find out that you're just an incompetent fraud who doesn't know a thing? Then what? The more you think you're incapable of something, the more you'll actually believe it. And you probably won't really even try to do something. And that's actually really sad because you can miss on many amazing adventures, you can let go of many opportunities because you believe you're not good enough to try. The imposter syndrome definitely takes a toll on your confidence. The older I get, the more I've learned how important confidence is. Not for other people to perceive you as confident, but for yourself. To be confident, to feel like you're on a solid ground, to know what your values are and stay true to them. Being confident makes such a huge difference in your attitude towards people, things, goals, life in general, but most importantly towards yourself. If you constantly think of yourself as fraud, 
as someone who's not good enough, someone who needs to work extra hard to give at least somewhat acceptable performance, then your confidence is obviously going to suffer. Problem number four is that you cannot take a praise. When you're feeling like an imposter, the last thing you want to hear is how good you are and how much you deserve this accomplishment. Because you do not think so, you do not agree with it. And then it obviously can be really difficult to accept when someone says something nice about you. And last but not least, you can be overthinking and ruminating. You're overanalyzing, overthinking everything, analyzing what has happened in the past, worrying about what may happen in the future. And you think about everything you've ever done, looking for more proofs of your incompetence. Now, what can you do? What can you do to overcome the imposter syndrome? Honestly, do I think the imposter syndrome can go away completely and that you will never ever in your life feel like an imposter again? Probably not. Because I think everyone will feel not good enough or pretending being better than they actually are at some point in their lives. I think those feelings will come and go and you can kind of unlearn to think as an imposter and you can become more appreciative of yourself and what you do. What I would say you can do is to accept that doubt is normal because it is normal and it's actually amazing that as humans we have such skill to doubt about something because otherwise we would accept anything anyone would say we would accept it as a straight fact without any doubt. But on the other hand, if you're constantly doubting yourself in every situation, it may be a sign that you need to change your attitude towards yourself. Thing number two is, like I always say, focus on done rather than perfect. That's been my favorite quote of the past few months that I try to remind myself as much as possible because I really think that perfectionism can stand so much in the way to your goals and in the way to your dreams. And I honestly think it's better to try and to fail than not try at all. Things do not have to be perfect. They need to be done. Another thing, another point of mine is when we're doing something new, when we're facing some change, we are inevitably going to encounter uncomfortable feelings we're going to feel like we're not really sure what are we doing and that's completely normal. It's not a sign of being weak. It's not a sign of not being good enough. What I think is important is to, when things don't go as planned, when, when failure happens, I would try to detach the emotions from it. I would try to think about what actually happened and what could we do better next time rather than be like oh this is all my fault i knew i'm going to fail i've done this wrong i've done that wrong and i am just a terrible person and this is a proof that i am uh, a fraud and that i can never do anything in my life if you failed an exam it doesn't mean you're stupid if you didn't perform your best it doesn't mean you cannot do better And if you don't know an answer to something now, it doesn't mean you're not competent enough. And last but not least, I really think 
it's important that we build our self-confidence on our values and on who we are as a person and on ourselves as the whole, as the whole picture. Because if you build your self-confidence only on what level of career you have or on how good you perform at school or stuff like that, then I think it's really easy to not to feel confident in yourself and constantly doubt because you see yourself only as good if you do good in this area of your life. So that's all I have for today's episode. I know it's been a little shorter than the episodes before. Uh, I also want to say that this is going to be the final episode of season one, but not the final episode of 2020 because I want to do a special episode sometime around Christmas because I have a really, really exciting topic to talk about so so you can look forward to that i want to use the following weeks to improve this podcast get creative and make sure that the content i provide you with is valuable and it gives you something that you can apply to your own life i want this podcast to encourage you on your journey whether that's recovering from an eating disorder struggling with procrastination or just trying to improve your life for better. Therefore, I want to encourage you to send me your feedback either on Instagram at bingeonselflove or at my email at anci at bingeonselflove.com. Your feedback means so much to me and it will help me to make this podcast better. Also, I want to thank you so, so much for your support throughout this podcast. I love you, you are amazing and I really appreciate that you take your time and listen to this episode. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for taking your time and for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to Binge on Self-Love podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any future episodes. You can find more content on binge eating, procrastination and self-love at bingeonselflove.com and follow me on Instagram at bingeonselflove. Talk to you soon. Bye!